guest artist this week is Cheetah of Tarzan fame. We have no bananas. We have no bananas today. Just buy those coconuts, those walnuts, and donuts. There ain't many nuts like they. <laughs> yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. <laughs> Wow, that'll clean out your sinuses. In the 1920s, deep in the jungles of the San Fernando Valley, Edgar Rice Burroughs, the Tarzan author, purchased a 540-acre estate called Mill Flores for a mere 125,000 clams. Oh, I'm killing it. This was one of the loveliest spots in the world. Yes, and Burroughs was the worst rancher ever. Don't quit your day job? Right, but he wrote one more good thing in honor of the creation that made his purchase possible. He named his giant spread Tarzana. Last giant spread I saw. Cue the apes. (laughs) Oh, we're swinging now. He's a swinger, not a singer. There's a tree on Ventura Boulevard where you can visit his famous ashes. The last time I saw some famous ashes was in a no-ho steam room. No-ho like a royal hoe. I always say, <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> Our guest today is Cheetah and his owner and friend, Dan Westfall. So grab a banana, sit back, and enjoy the kingdom of the Mangani. Is that Anna Mangani? Banana Mangani. Banya Mangana. Well, that has appeal. I'm Allison McKay with my co-host, Harry Balls. Prince Harry Balls. Prince Harry's taken. Oh, Balls. You can have that. Thank you, Oprah. And this is Six Degrees of Harry Secrets. And hi again to you, David. Hello. This is how our Six Degrees format works. Last episode, you told us many stories and secrets about Mae West. And I told a few. Well, beauty hooty hoo. This week, you go from guest to co-host. But I'm the co-host. This week's guest will be next week's co-host. If I weren't the co-host. Do you understand this? <laughs> Can you explain it to me? Or me, your co-host. Listen, Harry. Prince Harry. Taken. May I suggest that you pick up your balls and roll? You'll miss me when I'm gone. Are you gone? Ah, <laughs> oh, I miss him. Tomorrow, tomorrow, will all my dreams be in vain? It's David Christopher singing Jane Austen. Tomorrow, Tomorrow. will all my joys turn to pain? My mother used to play that on the piano. I played it on the wind-up Victrola. (laughs) So, David, you will share hosting with me as you interview a man who takes care of, assists, and gets whatever his charge wants or needs. Kind of what you did for Mae West, huh? <laughs> you might say that. You do understand the caretaker mode. Well, yes, she wouldn't like that, but yes. Now, David will introduce someone he feels has secrets to divulge. Does your guest sing? Yes, he does. But his main job is caring for Cheetah, Tarzan's chimp, that he inherited from his uncle, Tony, whose worldwide performers were the marquee chimps. Some people may remember from their many appearances on the Ed Sullivan Show. Sidebar. Did you ever interview a chimp? (laughs) Just remember, have a banana. Mm. Well, I will introduce him and you will interview him. 
From the deepest, darkest jungles of Africa, with his owner, partner, and housemate, Dan Westfall will bring you Cheetah of the Jungle. Hi there, big guy. And you too, Mr. Dan Westfall. Hi, Dan. Well, hi, Dave. Well, we're happy to have you and Cheetah with us today. I don't speak chimp. I may be able to translation of whatever Cheetah has on his mind. Yes. I remember you told me about your Uncle Tony's dying will to have Cheetah buried with him. How did you change his mind? It was like my uncle's kid, you know, and it took me two years to talk my Uncle Tony out of and let me bring him to Palm Springs. And my uncle, he was a tough old bird, and every other word was a cuss word out of his mouth, you know, and it was hell no and all this. But anyway, finally, after two years, he kind of give in, and I got a call one day, and he said, come and pick up Cheetah. Well, I was just thrilled to death, and that was 30 years ago. I've had Cheetah here in Palm Springs with me for 30 years now. Wow. Were there others? Yes, my uncle had three other chimps that played in the Tarzan pictures, and their real name is Jigs, Jigs 1, 2, and 3. Oh, Jigs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then there were other trainers with other chimps that played cheetah. There were a lot of people who played Tarzan. There were a lot of chimpanzees in the Tarzan pictures. My cheetah was one of the last that worked with Johnny Weissmuller. Right. Well, did you ever perform with any of the chimps? Well, yeah. I had a chimp act. I did the marquee chimps with the Palm Springs Follies, the first season of the Follies. It was a fun gig, yes. And then I stayed in the Follies for another 10 years. Altogether, I did 11 years in the Follies, not with the chimps, but with my other fabulous talent. You also worked at the Hollywood Palace, right, for some time? Oh, yeah, I worked for ABC 50 years ago over the Lawrence Welk Show, Hollywood Palace. This is behind the scenes now, not in front of the camera. Dating game, newlywed game, General Hospital, and a list of them. Wow. And the Academy Awards and stuff. Allison was with Ben Blue and Uncle Mildy on the uh, palace that's, that's also. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Sidebar. I'll tell you something about Uncle Milty. I was always afraid he was going to yell for me because every once in a while, McKay, get your ass over here. And if I had to go to the bathroom, the john was like three stories up and it was like a fire escape to get there. When I had to go, I had to hold it. On the other hand, a couple months ago when I did Red Dead Redemption 2, his shameless plug, I held it for a day and a half because I was dressed in a rubber suit with ping pong balls all over it. And I was afraid if I stripped it off, I'd never get it back on. Enough about my uh, cheap ladder. (laughs) Thank you, Peanut Gallery. Yes. I have a funny story about Raquel Welsh. You know, she was our billboard girl on the show. Sidebar. In vaudeville, just before each act went on stage, a beautiful girl would come out with a large billboard with the name of the act on it and place it on an easel. They called her the billboard girl. (laughs) See what you can learn if you're under 100? She went to the restroom, and pretty soon a guy, a big stagehand, he comes in, and he looks down, and he sees dainty little feet in the stall next to him. And he went, hmm, that doesn't look like man's feet, <laughs> you know. But he's looking at those feet. Pretty soon those feet disappeared. They went up in the air. She realized then she was in the men's restroom. That was a Raquel story before she was the big star, Raquel Welsh. <laughs> Dan, you left out the part where the three gangsters ran in, shot up the place, the fuzz broke down the door, and one guy got stuck in the window and Raquel couldn't pull up her pants because her pecker got caught in a zipper. (laughs) Now that's a story. (laughs) Wait, we already did that. As long as we're doing a scatological tour here. So just tell the elephant story, Dan. 
On the Hollywood Palace, Bing Crosby would host a lot of the shows, but Bing was on this night, and we had Birth of the Elephant and <laughs> Tina, her baby. So they're on stage doing their act. The audience is full. The cameras are rolling. All of a sudden, Bertha's tail starts going up and down, and Tina's behind her as they're doing their trick. Well, Bertha starts letting it go, plop, 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 in circles all over the stage as she's doing her act, <laughs> you know. And then Tina sees it, so Tina's tail goes up, blop, blop, and then starts plop, 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 all over the stage. Now, they finish their act, the audience is roaring, the audience is laughing, and then here comes Bing Crosby out, stepping up over it, and, make, and of course the audience was laughing, and Bing stepping up way over the poop, you know, and it got a good laugh. They didn't put that on the air, but it was so funny. Yeah, yeah. it was the crappiest show Bing ever did, I'm sure. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I know you worked as a singer and dancer there, but when you worked with Cheetah, now you must tell us about the secrets of chimps. Oh, yes, yes. So one night, I have a little pin on mic on my chest, and we're doing our act. And so I look at the audience, and I say, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to do his big thing for you right now. So I lay on my back, picture this, put my hands up in the air and my feet up in the air, laying on the floor on my back. Well, she steps up on both of my hands. Now, his rear end is right in my face. The mic is about a foot away. He steps up on my feet and does a handstand up on my feet. That's the big thing, the big act. Well, just she was squatting over my face. She lets go. Oh, this show's going right down the crapper. I looked at the audience and I said, I told you he was going to do his big thing for you tonight. <laughs> it got to laugh, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but he's just kept on with the act like nothing. When you work with chimps, they're very gassy. They don't hold it back. You know, they just, when they go to go, they go. Yeah. <laughs> if you got it, flaunt it. That's it. But anyway, at least they got to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say. If it gets a laugh, leave it in. <laughs> Dan, didn't you say that somebody was late getting on stage? Okay, this is another elephant story. They had to get on the elevator and come up to the stage to go on stage. And this mm -hmm. is how smart elephants are. My friend, he's in the dressing room talking to somebody. Pretty soon he hears the orchestra strike up, yeah. like the wings going out with the elephant. Well, the end of here's the music starting. He's, oh my God, the music. He's downstairs. The elephant. He ran out. The elephant was gone. The elephant went out to the elevator by herself and went up the elevator, was standing at the wings when the music started. She ran out on stage by herself oh God, and started the great. act. <laughs> she knows where her peanuts are coming from, I'll tell you. And Yenda was still downstairs, and he couldn't believe it. <laughs> Back to Tarzan, before Cheetah falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know how performers are when you're not talking about them, they're not interested. Yeah, yeah, right. There were at least 11 Tarzans, from what I understand, clear back to Elmo Lincoln in the silent movies. But yes. the most well-known, we all know, was Johnny Weissmuller. Yes, uh-huh. I think he did 10 <laughs> pictures. Someone told me that Johnny Weissmuller's wife, seeing Cheetah, your Cheetah, mm -hmm. said that it was Johnny's Cheetah because they recognized one another when she saw him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. There was a lot of controversy about my Cheetah being one of the Cheetahs, which he was. Uh -huh. And the Wisemiller family, they said they only recognized my cheetah. There were other chimps on the set. One chimp would make a face. One chimp would climb a tree better. Another chimp would do a rollover better. So there was always two or three chimps on the set. But the general public think there was just one cheetah who did all the movies. It's like there were ten lassies right. throughout the years, yeah. you know. But so. that's the mystery of Hollywood. <laughs> that's just the way it works. So how old is Cheetah now? According to Guinness Records, like 87 years old. But I wow. don't really believe that's true. 
my uncle kind of stretched the truth at one time, but he's in his 70s for sure. He's been a diabetic for over 20 years. He gets the needle every day and he never fights mm. the needle insulin. A year ago, tomorrow, he had a stroke. But the little guy, mm-hmm. he kind of pulled through it, and thank goodness he's doing better. It was a little difficult for him to walk. It's still difficult for him to walk now, but not like when he first had his stroke. He's on heart medicine. He's on blood pressure medicine. He's on water pills. He's on insulin. And, Just like so all good. of us. <laughs> like Yes, he's so good with all of his medicines. And I take his blood pressure several times a day. Wow. He's so good about it, and he's just, he's a very special chimpanzee. He's mm-hmm. very special. Now, what about some of the Janes who went on to fame and fortune? How about some of them? Do you know any about any of the Janes? One of the last times that Marino Sullivan worked with Cheetah, he sped at her. Uh-huh. And, oh. uh, he preferred Johnny. And on a couple of the scenes, they'd have to tether him down by the leg because he'd try to go after her sometimes. <laughs> wow. You know. Sidebar, a very dear friend of mine in the 60s, her name was Eve Brent, who coincidentally was Jane to Gordon Scott, one of the Tarzans, for six movies. Well, I placed a tiny teacup poodle with her who had trouble walking, and he was about to be destroyed at the animal shelter. So Eve said, I'll take him. She had just become a Buddhist, Eve, not the dog, and she taught that tiny dog to sit in front of her little altar and chant with her. I couldn't believe it. And after the Tarzan movies, she and Sheila Manning became partners in a commercial agency. They got me a lot of work. They're both gone now, but Eve will remain in the archives as Jane. And Sheila's son, John Manning, is the dean of the Harvard Law School. Just think if we could get some of those Supreme Court judges in our six degrees of secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And another secret, another secret, Johnny Weismuller never liked chimps. Yeah. And there was a story going around. He gave a chimp to a sanctuary in Florida many, many years ago, which I knew really wasn't true, but I didn't care. You know, there are a lot of chimpanzees that played cheetah. So I asked Johnny's son shortly before he passed away if his father had ever owned a chimp. And he said, no, never, never did. And he said, as a matter of fact, he never really liked the chimps. (laughs) Yeah, You know, chimps are not good pets, and I want to stress that because throughout the years, I've lived with apes. I've had orangutans, monkeys, chimpanzees. The only thing I haven't had is a gorilla. But the chimpanzee is the most dangerous of all the great apes because Mm. their DNA is 99.4 R DNA, and the most dangerous Mm. ape on this earth is human, the human ape. So chimps are very, very dangerous. Most chimpanzee trainers have less fingers. Jane Goodall, who's a friend of ours who's been here, she has a part of a finger missing. I have all mm-hmm. mine, thank goodness. <laughs> but my <laughs> uncle had part of his finger missing. My other uncle had part of a finger missing. But most chimp trainers have less fingers. Well, you know, whatever's popular, people always want one. Yeah. Remember when they did that Dalmatians movie? And they're yeah. not easy to be with either. Everyone wanted one. You know, you can't do it. You just can't, you can't do, do it. it. When I was 14 years old, I had my first monkey. Guess where I got it? From Where? Spiegel Catalog. Spiegel no. Catalog. No. I yes, can't believe it. and it was it. horrible. Back then, I was a kid. I was, I was so excited. I was 14 years old in Ohio. My yeah. mom ordered it. It come up in a little box, a little spider monkey. Couldn't even stand up in a sawdust box with no food or water in it. Come from Florida oh, to Ohio God. on a train, hot summer day. And it was unbelievable. And back then, we didn't know it. That's just what you did. These poor monkeys, exotics have really that suffered over awful. man. That is just yeah. We used to have my animal organization that I was in, and Betty White and all of us, 
we marched on all of the pet stores if they would take in exotic animals. But people would order them, and then yeah, they yeah. would and, order them. And there were everything that you can imagine that people should right, leave yeah. in their own habitat. Throughout the year, everybody's asking me, oh, I always want one. Where can I get one? I've had that all my life, as long as I've had them. And yeah. they are not good pets. Right, they are right. Definitely. Thank goodness they're not used in the picture business anymore. When mm-hmm. Cheetah was brought in out of the wild, his mother was murdered to bring him in to put him in show business. Every chimp that you saw on TV back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s was brought in out of the wild, and their families was executed to steal the babies from the dead oh bodies. Oh, my God, don't tell me that. Yes, the laws have changed, and you can no longer bring chimps like that. And, of course, over there, even today, they still eat chimp meat in Africa, which is horrible. Uh. My cheetah, he's been a blessing in my life, and he's become a very famous artist. He's a painter, and his paintings hang around the world in like 30-some countries. He did a show, his artwork, at the National Museum in London. A lot of celebrities have his paintings. Steven Spielberg has one of his paintings. (laughs) Carol Channing, K-Star. Other celebrities have them. And, of course, Jane Goodall has them and, and auctioned them off and got big money for chimps. I have one myself. Yes, and it's raised money for the chimps in the wild. So uh, chimps that's been in show business, uh, it wasn't the best life for them. And so for the last 30 years, I let Cheetah live as much like a chimp as possible, even though he's now humanized, you know, and he couldn't go back in the wild, especially at his age. He wouldn't last at all. Well, if he know. did, he could just think of all of the beautiful paintings he could make for his Chimp friends. Yes. As a matter of fact, he has his star on Palm Springs on the boulevard here. Yeah. He's had it for 20 years. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. But Cheetah has brought a lot of joy and still bringing joy. I let him out. People drive by, and he sits out in front and has his lunch. And people drive by <laughs> in cars and see him sitting in the yard, and they take pictures of him. And so he's still bringing joy to people's lives. That's good. Well, David. Yeah, the beat goes on. <laughs> it certainly does. It's been great having you, Dan. Well, thank you. It's and been fun, yes. Sharing you and Cheetah's secrets with us. Oh, yes. Goodbye, Cheetah. Goodbye, Goodbye Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, it's been great seeing you so soon, but better that than never. And in the meantime... I'm back. What'd I miss? Lions and tigers and chimps. Oh, my. And the city of Tarzana, still kicking it. And their little chimp, Cheetah, too. How old is that monkey? Older than you, but not as blonde. That's bananas. So cheers to you, Tarzana. Even though the city council met three times to change your name, guess how many times they were voted down? That's right, the spirit of Tarzan, still swinging in the SFV, right into the Whole Foods to pick up his non-GMO mangoes. (coughs) Go ahead, ape it up. We have no bananas. We have no bananas today. Six Degrees is largely ad-libbed by Allison McKay and Prince Fleet Easton. Our audio engineer is Anne Catalino. Our editor is Harold Pickle. Harold Pissel. Harold Pickel. Harold Pichol. Oh, merde. He's French, okay? Okay. Graphics designed by Melanie Hopkins. The 1923 hit, Yes, We Have No Bananas, was recorded by Billy Jones on Edison Blue Amberol. For more information on Primate Rescue, contact NAPSA, an alliance of primate sanctuaries rescued from lab research, entertainment, and private ownership at primatesanctuaries.org. Also check out the origin story of Tarzana. 
July 2016 at laweekly.com. Have a banana.